What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Dogs Football Podcast, the first installment of this new year. We hope everybody had a great holiday season, a great new year. We are excited to discuss everything that's been going on with the program. I'm Nick Malone, joined by Noah Lurch. Noah, it's been a long hiatus. We did say we were going to talk about everything going on with the program. We have tons of new guys that we landed, that we're still in on, and a couple other things, a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, a lot going on. Um, busy, busy off season so far. Um, a lot of, lot of good news. Uh, not a lot of sad news. Have not seen um, any tra- guys transferring out. So that's a great sign that shows the culture um, Nick Hill and his staff has built there. So uh, let's just jump right into it. It is a great sign. Yeah, we kind of were predicting that because it's happened before. Obviously, guys leaving. Uh, yeah, we've been fortunate enough to not have – I think there's been, a, you know, a couple guys we've talked about, but nothing too important, no one like a notice. We know we're losing a lot of key seniors, but we're landing a lot of experienced guys. Yes, and I'd say one person we did lose was somebody on the coaching staff. We'll get to that here in a second. But we landed a new guy who seems to be all in. So, yeah, no, let's kick off this. Everybody wants to know and who these guys are that we're bringing in here, a lot of veterans – uh, a lot of guys with a lot of eligibility left. Let's jump into them all. Some guys we remember we talked about guys beforehand, but now we got a lot of new ones. Yeah, we have a lot of new ones since we last talked. We knew it was coming. Uh, Coach Nick Hill hinted at it. Um, so since we've last talked, we landed uh, linebacker Leslie Smith. He's a redshirt sophomore from Miami, Florida, um, via the University of Pittsburgh. He had a I believe he had some injuries that have uh stopped his growth in his career so uh he has not had a lot of a lot of uh a lot of opportunities yet so he's looking for, he, he got a new home um so uh a guy with two years i'd say left so uh um a guy we can maybe rejuvenate his career yeah 510 210 pounds out of these you know he's an sec guy or an acc guy you know a lot of these Guys are coming from big-name colleges, and he is one. We'll get to more at that position. We know we've guys we got coming back, and we're looking really strong at that position. Yeah, then uh, another another guy at that position, uh, he's going to be a grad transfer from Georgia Southern, um, Chris Harris, Jr., a 6'1", 235-pound line, linebacker. Um, this is a big guy. I think he'll be an instant impact guy. Um, he played in 46 of 50 possible games during his four seasons at Georgia Southern. Total, tallied 89 total tackles, nine and a half tackles for loss, and three sacks during his time with the Eagles. So uh, um, this is a big one. Big one. Uh, back when he was a senior in high school, he was the class 2A defensive player of the year in the state of Georgia. Yeah, you're right. I think he'll be an instant impact guy. He did graduate from Georgia, Georgia Southern in December, so he'll be looking to win now. He was even – he's – and we were going to talk about the great time that Bryce Notre has been having lately, putting SAU again on the map, that he even retweeted something about him recently. So he's all in with at that position, obviously, and all in on the program. Love that. Yeah, then the uh, last guy before the guys we get into we got today, um, Antonio Fletcher, a redshirt junior with two years of eligibility left. Um, very active on Twitter already, we can say that. Played in 40 of, 50, uh, 40 of possible 53 games during his four seasons at Arkansas State, tallying 134 tackles, five tackles for a loss, and two picks. Um, two-time preseason All-Sun Belt selection. 
Um, so that's a big one. Uh, last year, which recorded 17 tackles in four games before deciding to transfer. So that's another one that's a big one. So uh, good to see happen. Um, we, I, I suppose he played in the game we played down there. Yeah, that's a good point. As we know, we, we went to that game. It was a crazy game. We were just talking about before we got on here, actually, certain aspects of it. I think Antonio, you know, he's been – he DM'd us to get the word out on some of this stuff. He posted a lot. You're right. He is so active on Twitter. We love it. He's been – like you said, he's been talking to us a little bit in general. So he's ready to go. He's pumped. I think he's a good talent. You know, obviously a guy that, you know, you mentioned his stats there in four years. You know, those tackles is what somebody – like Bryce Notary gets in a season. So, he, you know, he's kind of was behind people. He might have been dealing with a lot, but he gets to come here and rejuvenate his career. And even on his Twitter, no, it looked like weeks back that he looked like he was trying to help some homeless people where he was from. So I think he's an amazing person and hopefully he can be an amazing player for us. Yeah, and then the other one is actually his teammate who uh, actually spent two years at Cincinnati before going to Arkansas State is wide receiver Javon Hawes. Um, we, we've mentioned this. It was uh, it'd be interesting to see if we brought in maybe a veteran receiver to add to this team at six foot, two hundred pounds. Um, see how he fits in with this offense because we know we lose Landon, but we know we have a lot of guys that can step up. But uh, uh, I kind of like this ad with a. Uh, I said I wanted a veteran receiver and I got one. Yeah, you're right, and we will probably hopefully be looking for a little bit more. We know we got a couple guys waiting in the wings. We'll get to the depth chart at the end of this as well. An update on where some of these guys would stand. We'll try to agree on that. I'm sure we will, without a doubt. Yeah, uh, Javon has another guy who, yeah, couldn't do a whole lot in the last however long there, but maybe he can rejuvenate himself being that veteran, being a six foot, 200-pound player. And Phil, hopefully, you know, Javon Rollins was huge in his time here and just in general. That, And, yeah, he was from Cincinnati prior as well. So maybe they know each other, I think, pretty sure didn't uh, – uh, Javon Rollins or Javon Rollins tweet about him or something when he landed as well. I'm yes, sure they, I think so. Yeah, they know each other, so that's good. He can tell them about us a little bit more. I think, again, yeah, another guy we'll have to add to that corpse that we know guys we have coming back, in, instant guys, but this is, is another veteran ad. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's a much ad. Much ad. Then two guys we had on campus this weekend. I knew we had the one, and uh, I, I felt pretty confident. I told you the other day. Because we were going to do this other day, but I said let's hold off, see what if we see what news we can get. Uh, that's another linebacker in George Douglas. He's a transfer from Central Michigan at six one two twenty two, middle linebacker. I think he had forty one tackles and uh, a sack this year with uh, two fumble recoveries. Uh, another guy that can come in here and maybe play right away. Um, we know we're loaded at that depth on the depth chart with linebacker, especially. He's the third one we got so far, so that's a big add. Looks like a stud, really. Him and Chris Harris will definitely be fighting for those top spots. Even guys like Colby Coleman, who we lost. Like A lot of these guys know each other. It's interesting. And he's got his bachelor's degree from Central Michigan as well. Uh, he is a, every bit of a stud as well. So, yeah, it, it's been a big day. So let's get to the uh, other ones. Yeah, the last one we got here from today um, – I, th I thought it'd be interesting to see if we brought one in or not. Um, so we are, is that is LaShawn Lester. He will be part of this 2022 class. He will be a freshman. He is out of um, Somerville, Georgia, a uh, 5'11", 200-pound running back. Um, interesting to add to that depth, um, see what happens here. But uh, 
Uh, I believe uh, Ryan Chanley tweeted, uh, could be roommates, I believe you said. So uh, those Georgia guys going to stick together, uh, an offensive lineman and a running back in the same room. Yeah, that's great. Their friendship and the fact that Ryan, I'm sure, and Ryan, we know how he's been more active than anybody I've ever seen, but even him and Jimmy, their ability to recruit guys, I think does say a lot. And uh, you're right, we talked about, because we were in on some running backs, we didn't know if we were going to land one because we know of three, maybe even four that could be a factor next year. And hopefully he can as well in general and work his way, you know, up the depth chart as others had before him. So that is interesting. Yeah, they're, they're a camaraderie for sure. Um, like I said, I think Ryan had a lot to do with this potentially as well. So, yeah, great ads. He, he tagged uh, Nate Griffin, who does a tremendous job with the running backs, as we know. A lot of great uh, staff guys. And we had an offer to him back early. So a lot of these happen. You mentioned the visit and then, you know, submit. And we, and we said that once we get these guys on visits, usually we don't let them leave. So that's where we did think Douglas was definitely going to be one. And then LaShawn over time definitely committed and these guys are crispy in these new uniforms so it was definitely a, a great day and it was a great day we know the transfer portal is running wild around the whole country some surprises around and a lot of people have been committing and today seemed like a the day to do it so it, it's an amazing amazing day we had today so Noah those are the guys we're landing uh, and obviously we're in on a ton too last time we talked so let's get into that book or novel yes starting with the first one today uh is a national champion. He played uh, left tackle nine games for them. Then uh, it was all whack, second team and preseason all whack this year. Started 12 games at, lack, at left tackle for the Sam Houston uh, Bearcats. Um, Mr. Anderson, 6'4", 345. Uh, how would you pronounce his first name? What would you guess? Um, I didn't have it on me at the moment, but I think we tried to pronounce it before. And... That's why I said Mr. Anderson. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, let me let me look here once again and try to. It's uh, Ilasua, E L E A S A, whatever. But Elisa, I don't know. Eliasa, not sure, but he, you're right. He is a champion. He comes from Sam Houston. We know that they are making the FBS jump. Not sure. We know Jackson State, who's been landing a lot of people, are in on him as well. So it'll be a dogfight to get him from Deion Sanders. Probably. He has actually started his career at Baylor. Interesting. So their quality program. So that's an interesting one. We know he's getting plenty of offers too. So uh, since we last talked, um, trying to think. Looks here. like a leader as well. I'm seeing a video he posted in the summer. He's been jacking his guys up, and we know the depth we can need on the offensive line. Even though we'll get to it in the depth chart again, we're looking pretty safe there again with what we have this past year. So depth is always needed. Yeah. Then looking at guys still left in the portal. Um, that I've that I still have available um, that we have offered um, Dartmouth athlete Jamal Cooney that was he was the um, all-American uh, punt returner so that would be something maybe we could add to the list um, New Mexico grad transfer 59 receiver Emmanuel Logan Green um, that would be an interesting one we talked about um, if we'd add any more receivers, maybe Bryce Miller, a 5'10", 180-pound South Florida transfer. He's also a receiver. Then uh, we talked, we mentioned him a while back. Uh, he was one of our first port or one of our first offers of off or off season is a uh, Darius Lassiter, the 6'3 receiver out of Butler Community College. Um, I like the size there. That'd be a good add on the receiving core. Hey, you said him and even guys like we know that are. Because we, we would say so far that we – I mean, our linebackers and defensive backs are 
about as deep and as good as you can honestly get. And, you know, we'll be looking at the defensive line for sure. Even Chester, I don't want to butcher his last name, uh, and on him as well. I think that's only, and I'm sure you would obviously agree, that defensive line is what we need to add to most. And we have definitely, uh, you know, been in, on, been in on a lot, and you just mentioned some there. Uh, hoping we can land some of these guys because right now, no, we'll get to the depth chart. That's a place where we need to add some depth. We have experience there right now. But hopefully a guy like Chester, Jaffrard, 6'4", 250 as an example, or the, another one we can land. We've been on, on Butler guys for a long time and a lot of Juco guys as well. Yeah, we know. Uh, like Keegan Roach. Did you mention him right there? Defensive and defensive tackle, another Juco yeah, guy. Yeah, I haven't offered. got to the D and yet. Gotcha. Go I, was just, I was just went to the receiver and got your take on that. Yeah, uh, Hopefully, you said the size of him, Butler, need that guy. Yeah, then uh, looking at some old linemen that are still left, uh, Jack Burns, a 6'3", 295-pound uh, grad transfer from Cornell, who's still available. Um, Rod Green, a big man, 6'5", 305 at Grambling State. Um, two guys you could bulk up the line with, especially with the guy today. Um, another tight end still out there, 6'6", 250-pound at a Hutchinson Community College is Miles Kitzelman. Um, not sure what the thing is there. Uh, Murray State transfer at the D-line, getting into the D-line. Isaiah Reed's still out there. Um, Monmouth grad transfer Lorenzo Hernandez is still out there. Um, Warren Dabney from VMI is still available. Uh, a lot of more, like uh, you mentioned Chester. Tavion Coleman from Trinity Valley Community College. Um, Eli O'Shea on the Garden City Community College. Uh, and some recent edge rushers, which uh, – Looking at the depth chart, we uh, um, could add something really key there. Uh, Grayson Cherubino is still out there from Bucknell. Um, we, we, he's one of the first guys we offer in the portal. Then Paula Cree, 6'4", 250 out of Columbia. I believe he's a grad transfer as well. Still another linebacker uh, out of Eastern Illinois. He's been getting a lot of FBS offers recently, though. 6'2", uh, 200-pound Jason Johnson from Eastern. Um, then looking uh, one more in the linebacking room is Ethan Castleberry, 6'4", also out of VMI. Then a couple more uh, DBs uh, still out there. Um, Colin Hurd, 5'10", from Cornell. Then Christopher Smith, a safety, Garden City Community College. And Abdul Latif Adu, a cornerback from College of Canyons. Um, then we've missed out on a lot of guys since we last talked, but um, we'd be talking for a while if we went over. You're right, and it shows we were right away. As soon as the season was over, we know Nick Hill hit the row. We know he was in Florida, and he got to visit Stone Lebanowitz, and he was just there in general. And he's been around the country, it seems like, uh, so far. But we were active right away. And, yes, a lot of those defensive linemen still out there ready to be taken because, like we said, our, our secondary linebackers are set and ready to go. Without a doubt, we mentioned, yes, it would be nice to add another receiver and some offensive line depth. But like we said, we're liking our chances to land a lot of guys. It was a special day today, um, and, we'll, and we'll talk about these guys once again once we get to the depth chart. So now, Noah, let's talk about another addition. Uh, obviously, like we said, we didn't have a whole lot of people leave, but we did have uh, Coach Chuka, who was the defensive line coach. Noah, it's crazy that Jerry Kill of New Mexico State stealing him from us. That's kind of crazy, but... No, we, we, we replaced him pretty uh, pretty uh, quickly. Pat Koontz is our new defensive line coach. He's been active on Twitter as well and recruiting. A lot of people have been thanking him, obviously, guys we've been in on. What do you have on Pat Koontz and his background? Yeah, he's a, uh, a former Notre Dame star, so that's uh, he played at a high level when he was in college. 
Um, we add him to uh, the coaching staff. Uh, he's an Indianapolis native, three-year starter for them, didn't leave him for uh, VMI for a new opportunity. Um, he has a he's a uh, has some coaching experience on Tom Allen's staff at Indiana. Then he left uh, for a spot on the staff at VMI. So uh, some some quality some quality uh, experiences he's had. So uh, it's a, it's a it's a key add. I think uh, this could be this uh, could be started as coaching at the high school level at his alma mater around outside of Indianapolis. Then he went to Indiana. Then he spent three years at VMI. So uh, if the VMI if he's there if he's coming from VMI, I know we're on. Um, Two guys from VMI on that defensive side of the ball, so maybe he has connections. Maybe we can swoop in. That's a great point. That's what I was going to say. We're in on their players in the FCS to transfer here, along with even yet getting coached uh, or getting Pat Coons. Uh, you're right. He was a great player. He's, like I said, been active on Twitter. He's been constantly doing everything, retweeting everything Nick Hill has been saying. He even quoted almost a week ago when he was announced that something from May of 2020 you know, about our jerseys and our helmets, something like a little bitty video about everything, and he was all over that as well. So he's jacked, and you're right. If he can land some of those guys he formerly coached, that would be tremendous. So welcome, Pat, to what we're building here. Uh, now, Noah, obviously, I want to, let's get to uh, um, the reason why we were going to put it off to Friday seemed like a good day, but you're right. We were going to land guys to get to this point today. It was a crazy day today. Uh, but we were going to flash to the point that uh, on that Friday, it looks like, obviously, we know the freshmen, all the freshmen were talking about uh, that specific day and tagging us ready to come on that Friday. It was also a day, Noah, that looks like they got out there on the field. The players are here and ready to go. Yeah, that's great to see. Uh, we know we um, it's happening all around the country, having a little bit. I think uh, uh, Tice tweeted his last first winter uh, camp uh, starting up or something like that. So it's a uh, it's it's a good time to get some work in in the off season. I know a lot of teams have this winter camp. Um, listening to uh, uh, Bussin' with the Boys with Taylor Wan, he said uh, he was talking about winter camp a little bit. Uh, he said uh, Dylan Radens was saying um, between the the month off between the the national championship and their last playoff game, North Dakota State actually has their winter camp for 20 days and they get a week off and they start practicing for the national championship. So that, uh, that goes along with the winter camp thing. So that's pretty impressive. They do that, um, in between the, their last semifinal game and their national championship. Yeah. It's the stuff that shows why, you know, a program like that's been as great as they did. And obviously we didn't get a chance to talk about it. They did, uh, win the national championship and, you know, pretty, uh, big fashion over Montana state, Montana state, their quarterback, Freshman quarterback got hurt in the first series, didn't come back in, and they kind of scuffle. But that just shows how good North Dakota State is, uh, and will continue to be, unfortunately. And we'll get to maybe you know their status on recruiting or real quickly. Then you see something recently about they're bringing in. Or go ahead and say what you saw earlier or said earlier. Yeah, I was reading earlier this week a little preview of next year um, that uh, they're supposed to be even better than they were this year, even more loaded. Because I know they're. Um, we t I think I maybe mentioned it on the uh, the signing day podcast we did um, that they brought in 33 guys in their first on their early signing period. So uh, they they just reload up there. They know what they they are they're a reason they are as great as they are every year. But uh, yeah, we get them at home this year, so that's gonna be pretty cool. Uh, maybe we can do what we did last time they were here. So uh, 
Um, the bison are ready to go again, so uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good test we're going to have this year. For sure, and yeah, because we dominated them at our place two years ago, that they totally flipped the page and flipped the script and became a totally different team in the fall compared to the spring. We know a lot of teams did struggle with the short spring season. Maybe they were just one of those, but it was an off year for them. But yeah, with the fact that we get them on the road again to maybe do it again, I think that's something with them. you got to get them on the road, and they're a totally different team. They're still really good, but they're totally different than playing. They're almost undefeated at home and forever, so... Yeah, they were on the field, and the kill was tweeting about that. Even Pat, uh, Pat Coon said the process has begun. 100 dogs run faster. You said Tice has been involved for sure. He's ready to go. Um, and we've seen a lot of guys, uh, even David Miller, who became a freshman All-American, posted a highlight video of his freshman season along with Isaiah Hartrip, guys that are ready to go, going to build off their amazing seasons. Uh, so can't wait for that. I'm sure a lot of other guys have tweeted as well. Uh, now, Noah, let's jump into the recruits. We know, like we said, Ryan Shanley's been going crazy with the tweets, and he even tweeted about before Friday hit about everybody on the roster and who he's excited to meet. He's been quoting almost every of, of these new guys we've gotten, saying welcome like we are. He's been tagging us and everything. He's been tremendous. Uh, outside of him, though, Noah, we know, like we said, they all came, but I did see recently that some honors for – this has probably been the case for a while, but Jimmy Lansing got All-Metro first team in St. Louis, Brian Brown All-Metro third team. Is there any other highlights you got uh, for our recruits? They were our commits or any other uh, offers or recruits from high school? Yeah, there's plenty out there. We haven't offered any new ones. Um, so it's uh, I think the last one was, if I look back here real quick, um, was a linebacker out of Florida, I believe. So uh, I believe Ryan – no, it was out of it was out of up north in Chicago. I believe Ryan quoted it and said, "You know the move." It was a uh, Brian McCoy, six one linebacker out of Joliet West. Um, we offered him recently, uh, but uh, there's still a lot of other availables. I see every we see every day on our feed. Um, a lot of smaller schools offering these kids, but uh, yeah, there's still a lot out there. But uh, not sure if we'll land any more. There's probably a couple that. We'll come out of nowhere. I know there's still a guy over here marrying we should offer, but it's not going to happen, but um, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, and we did give him a preferred walk-on, and we haven't seen. We do follow him. He follows us back. Vincent Newsom out of Marion, and he uh, doesn't look like he's getting a lot of options or that he's tweeting about. Maybe he's set on this, and well, obviously there, there's no announcement yet, but a guy that can work his way into a scholarship if he decides to come here on that PWO, that will be interesting, and even – you're right on the fact that uh, uh, that Ryan still is recruiting there and even adding more uh, to that. Even like Daniel Moore, I'm thinking of Noah, who we DM'd with recently, and we wished him luck in his decision. But he's been offered. You mentioned small schools. He definitely, yes, has been been offered by a lot of smaller schools. He's about got uh, the moon offering him. It seems like a lot of schools. So everything else is a wait and see. You're right. We're, we're totally stoked with the freshmen we do have. They're all committed 100% to getting here. I'm, I'm curious as to how that Friday went. We said around the country, a lot of freshmen have been on campus and stuff, and maybe they partake a little bit or was, were at that workout. We know they're still finishing out their high school careers, not only seasons, but high school careers. So it's interesting. They did come, though, and I'm sure they did great, and they're all still active on Twitter. So it is amazing. Uh, I'm going to stop you there. Okay. We got breaking news here on the pod here real quick. Um Another guy on campus, I just mentioned him a while ago when we were talking about the transfer portal. Um, DB Colin Hurd from Cornell, 5'10", 
um, has just committed 51 seconds ago, said after graduation in the spring from Colgate University, I will be attending SIU, go Saluki. So um, a big weekend. I know it was a big weekend around the country having guys on campus. So uh, another one. Another one. And I don't even have enough time to keep making these tweets for all these guys. Yeah, another defensive back. All 2019 All-Patriot League. As everything's been said about him, yes, and you added that defensive back room even more, unbelievable. Like I said, we're getting so stacked. We thought we were stacked at quarterback at one point. Like, what are they selling these guys on? It's tremendous. We add so much better in depth that hopefully we can restock. Like we said, we've lost so many key seniors. We thought last year was the year, but this year is slowly becoming, you know, one that we can rely on a lot of these guys, hopefully, and still keep where we stand in terms of getting to the playoffs, winning a game, and doing all that jazz. We know we'll have a tough schedule, and we will get to the schedule to uh, remind a lot of people of what's to come next year. It's exciting. So welcome, Colin Hurd, for sure. Can't wait to have you. Now, Noah, all that aside, a lot is going on. We love it so much. Uh, the trajectory of this program and who they're adding to help, like I said, continue them on their trajectory. But now, no, let's get into some of the former Salukis. A lot of big news. Let's start out with Big Z, actually. We know he took home the Doris Robinson Award, uh, you know, at the uh, award show for the FCS. That was actually on TV recently. A lot of guys uh, took whatever. Uh, who won? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Who won the Walter Payton Award? Um, you know, I was watching it. Eric Barrier from Eastern Washington. Quarterback, yeah. He was. He had a heck of a year. Cole Kelly, we know he was in this Hula Bowl. Uh, he was a finalist as well and somebody else. Uh, but it was it was a nice award show. Deion Sanders was there, of course. But we know uh, Big Z was there to accept that award, which is great. And Akil, like we said, he's been bouncing around the country. He was there to support Xavion. Xavion's uh, family was there as well. So, you know, we're talking about Bryce and his, you know, futures, and we'll get to another one. But hopefully Big Z gets his opportunity. He's deserved it. He's one of the best people you could ever meet and see. And like I said, I had classes with him, and he was even as good then and that was a long time ago so we wish Big Z nothing but the best he deserved every bit of that award um uh, now Noah's jump right into Bryce Notre we know he was in the hula bowl he's been tweeting like crazy his helmet he posted before the game uh the game was on CBS Sports Network uh, the other day or yesterday and Noah he started and he, what is it his helmet had a bunch of stuff on it from former teams I think in the practices he had just obviously the regular helmet Saluki and the number on the side but uh, he had, it looks like Memphis, he had Auburn, he had Hawaii, uh, TCU, and Texas on his helmet. No one, he showed out. But before that, obviously where they're at, they had some kind of celebration and chant with some people over there. And they were saying on the broadcast that he was all about it. He was, uh, you know, obviously taking the moment in and joining that. We know the kind of personality he's got. No one, he, he showed out in the game. He was there starting. Uh, Mike linebacker and had the green dot on him. He did pretty well from what I saw. I didn't watch the full game, but he looked like he was definitely all over the action. Yeah, he's getting a lot of um, a lot of uh, like draft diamonds. He did an interview with them and uh, a couple other guys. I think uh, his me he measured out at at six uh, two, two hundred forty three pounds. So uh, that's pretty good size. He we know a big time player. Um, so. It's interesting to see. I know somebody tweeted about him. We retweeted it. Um, said, had a great week at Mike. Energetic Spark Club with consistent performer all week long. Made plays all over the field. Um, he played with some pretty good talent. So um, he's definitely going to get a shot. So it's going to be 
I'm impressed with the C. I know I um, recorded the game yesterday uh, while I was working, so I'm going to go back tonight and watch it and see how we do. Yeah, it's a shame because we're kind of look for, looking for a box score as well. We've yet to find one if they even have one for something like that. But, you know, it's one of those where I remember seeing that, you know, I think there were some guys getting hurt in that game. It was like, you, you know, you hate for – uh, guys that get hurt in this game, but this is, you know, this isn't this, this isn't the Pro Bowl. These are these guys are fighting for their careers. So, you know, every bit of wanting to play hard, you know, Bryce definitely did. Like I said, he was all, all over the ball. Bryce is putting himself in amazing positions. We know he played this season with a torn labrum, and he said he wanted to play this year. Even he was putting his bowl opportunities at risk, but he was able to play in this one and showing out, doing everything we know he can do, taking advantage of the moment. And he's like I said, he's putting himself on the map to be at the next level if people are tweeting about him like this. And we know the NFL draft's really deep. He very well could get taken somewhere in the later rounds. We we'll, cannot wait to watch that. I'm sure we'll have more updates on Bryce as time goes on. And now or Noah Landon Lenore, as we know, signed with an agent, uh, as most of these guys did. But it looks like he, you know, obviously they'll all have their workout at some point. But I thought that he, there was something tweeted about him and, and the combine. Uh, Landon will also get another big opportunity. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I think uh, forget when we were talking, but we said a bunch of them were in a hotel room or something, maybe on Instagram or something. So I'm sure they're all somewhere training together or something and uh, getting some work in. But yeah, one time when time comes, I think uh, if I'm thinking back correctly, um, I think a couple of years ago our guys had to pay their own way and go up to Northwestern's pro day just to get seen. Um, I don't know if that's changed since then, maybe since Jeremy Chin came out or something, but uh, I know we have to travel usually for um, different pro days, so um, a lot of a lot of smaller schools have to, but yeah, it's just to get seen, but um, yeah, those guys are going to, uh, especially Landon's going to get his opportunity, um, We they everybody's seen what he can do, so it's, it's a big opportunity um, to see what he can do. Yeah, almost a week ago, Ovation Management Group is who he signed with. Uh, and they're talking about how great of a career he had. And he will be training at MJP uh, in Texas, he said. And you're right, we did see him. It was this past Monday or last Monday. You're right, it was it was Xavion, it was Anthony Knighton, it was Landon in a hotel room. And they were on Instagram Live with like Dorian Davis, but they were on it with Bryce as well when he was preparing for the hula ball. So all these guys are getting their opportunities, which is tremendous. They're all with an agent, but this is specifics. You know, Landon will get a huge opportunity in his skill set at the next level. We will be following all these guys and we're about to jump here next to some other stuff and even, you know, how the NFL Salukis did. So we're hoping to talk about these guys one day because yeah, unless you're Jeremy Chen and you're a second round pick, these guys are going to work their way, hard work their way without a doubt to, to, earn themselves either to get drafted late rounds or, you know, just take the undrafted route. We know a lot of people have done that and been successful. So cannot wait to cover these guys as time goes on. Uh, now, Noah, let's segue into those NFL salukis. We want to talk about a lot of these guys. Uh, it's crazy how good of a player Jeremy Chen has continued to be here in his second year on a struggling uh, Panthers team that was off and on. They did not make the playoffs, did not have a great year. But Noah, he did. We know there were 17 games played. Jeremy played in 16 of them. Had 107 total tackles, 75 solo. Uh, he had six tackles for loss compared to only two he had his rookie season. So he stepped that up along the line of scrimmage. He had a 
Five passes defended, five quarterback hits, one sack, one forced fumble, and one pick. We recall, though, his rookie year, he had those back-to-back fumble recovery touchdowns, which was incredible, and he did finish second in the defensive rookie of the year. Uh, so he did have a great season. Over 100 tackles is a big deal in this league. Yeah, it's a big time. We thought we thought the that they might take the next step down there in Carolina, especially adding when they added Stephon Gilmore into that defense, uh, and they spent all their draft picks on defensive guys. So and added J.C. Horn in the draft this year. So I thought it'd be uh, they would take that next step. But uh, he 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 continued to battle. He 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 played great second year, um, only to get better down the stretch, and that defense can maybe grow. You're right. I think that defense had a great year overall. It's just how consistent their offense was. We know Christian McCaffrey was hurt and they had a revolving door quarterback. So Jeremy, yeah, he, he withstood and he had some great players with him on that defense. He'll get even better as time goes on without a doubt. And we recall, obviously he did that Jersey thing this year where he had all the Carolina legends, every single home game. So he did that and did the charity. So he's becoming, and he already is a fan favorite over in Carolina. So uh, good luck to Jeremy the rest of the way and into a healthy offseason. Now Noah Madre Harper, we know, is also on the Panthers. He got some special special teams opportunities in three games. Uh, he didn't have any tackles or anything, I believe, but we know uh, one of the uh, Petrinos were, were out watching a game and they had and they took a picture of Madre on special teams. So at least he worked his way. Obviously, we know he was a Raider and a uh, Giant. And a Giant. So and he did play a lot for the Giants. Uh, a year ago. So now he's working his way special teams. Now at least he's still obviously uh, working his way and finding his way because we know how important special teams is. Yeah, it's a, it's a big key. And, uh, yeah, he's got the size to play at that level. Um, he's a big, big, long uh, corner that can be effective. Uh, but, yeah, he's getting that opportunity with the Panthers to play a little special teams here. So uh, that's good. He's sticking around. He's not giving up on his dream to play in the league. And um, he's continuing to get better. Um so uh, hopefully he can continue and hopefully get more opportunities somewhere in the league. You're right. We know teams pick apart other teams, you know, practice squads and all that stuff. He could be bouncing around more, but he, if he can be valuable for that, him and Jeremy on the same team is pretty cool. So now I know another defensive pack. Ryan Neal had himself a season. He's been really good for the Seahawks the last couple of years. Uh, remember people tweeting, Seahawks fans tweeting about his importance. And maybe because I remember one time he either got thrown out of the game, rejected for something, maybe a targeting or something else, and people were talking about his importance. But no, he played 16 games, five five he started. He had 49 tackles, 32 of them solo, three passes defended, one sack, two tackles for loss, three quarterback hits. Again, uh, he's worked his way. Like I said, he's another guy I had class with when I first got to SIU. Um, he's worked his way in becoming. We know the Legion of Boom they had a long time ago. We know they got talent there, and he's fitting right in. Yeah, it's a it's a he took a big step this year. He's making plays all over the place. Um, we know that we know we know that defense isn't the same anymore. We know the team isn't the same as they. Um, a lot of their older guys uh, either move on or retire, um, whatever they do. But uh, Ryan Neal, special teams, whatever needs to be done, playing that um, maybe nickel a little bit, uh, big time player for the Seahawks. For sure. Now let's segue into uh, one you know very well and had, obviously, like we said, a recent Hall of Fame inductee uh, for the Salukis, Noah Michael Pruitt, played in 16 games. He started nine times. We know he got hurt. We tweeted about it. At the end of the season, he will not be on the playoff run, unfortunately, to impact himself. But he had 18 targets this year, 14 catches, 145 yards, and three touchdowns. Quality uh, season for Michael and filling his role. 
Yeah, he knew his role and he done it. He done it with the best way. Um, it's a shame because uh, he was a big part of that run that run game that we used uh, two tight end set. So uh, it's a shame that he he went down the way he did uh, against the Dolphins. And it's uh, um, I was there when it happened, and it's just a shame because. He, he's a hard worker. He, he's one of the best guys you know, um, a locker room guy, and uh, he finally made his way back around to this team and played a big role in the, the offense. Um, he caught passes when he needed to. Uh, he, he was a he was a sneaky red zone target. He had three, like you said, three touchdowns. Uh, um, he was a bigger he was a bigger piece of that offense than a lot of people from the outside realize, and and it sucks he went down. You're right, and we know he was there previously, was with the Niners to start this year. They let him go, and he returned to somewhere he knew, and he did make an impact. And it, like I said, it's unfortunate he won't be able to continue for a playoff run. We wish him speedy recovery for sure. And then now, Noah, I just want to mention his name because Craig James should be uh, on a roster. He hasn't played since 2019 when he played 14 games for the Eagles. We know that he was a major impact. He started out with the Vikings, worked his way to the Eagles, and played four games even uh, last year. Zero games this year. He was bouncing on practice squads, as we know. So we hope Craig uh, – we know he was at an SA basketball game in the last year or so. So we hope that he continues to find his way and chase his dreams. We wish him luck. Uh, now Noah segueing into some final things here. Uh, Nick Baker was on a podcast uh, with some guy uh, that I listened to bits of, and they just talked about uh, you know his impact as you know what it means for him to be on those awards that he got at the end of the season. Uh, and the fact that obviously what it comes being a division one quarterback uh, compared to obviously when you're, you know, he said you dream about it when you're a kid playing with your friends and being that and and holds a big uh, responsibility as he knows that he has to carry with them and continue to grow. And pretty much that's what he talked about, about growing and continuing and zoning in moving forward. So that was a good listen. If people want to go find it, it's on our feed somewhere. I can't think off the top of my head. who the person is if you want to listen to it, but it is a good listen to think about because we'll, we'll get into the depth chart here in a second that he is the his favorite at this point to be quarterback once again. Uh, now, Noah, quickly, though, let's talk about the schedule we have for next season. We know a lot of people can obviously go find it, and uh, we know some people maybe maybe may not know, and it, it's a tough one this season. We mentioned North Dakota State at home, but let's jump into it from beginning to end. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really good schedule. I like the way it's put together. Um, some quality opportunities here. Um, starting with the first game of the year, Saturday, September 3rd, um, at Incarnate Word down in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, they won their league, played playing the playoffs this year. So that's a that's a big test right away on the road. For sure. And, yeah, we know they've had some guys into the portal. They've had, they've had some talent. Uh, it'll be a really good test on the road. I agree. You're right. They were just in the playoffs. They're a team that you don't take lightly, clearly. It's a good kickoff, I think. Yeah, we do know their uh, their quarterback is transferred out, is now at Washington State in the Pac-12. So uh, that just shows you the kind of talent they can bring, they have there that can transfer out any time. Um, so that's a good one. Then the next week is a we return home for the um, rivalry game, the war for the wheel. Um, hopefully, we continue to keep it here against Semo. Yeah, and we can guarantee that our uh, uh, section, our seating, will not be capable and we'll be able to sit for all the SEMO fans to be able to come to Saluki Stadium to actually fully enjoy the game with no worry of all that. So that'll be fun as always. We know SEMO, obviously, they made a run at times this season. 
we were questioned if they were going to work their way in as well. But uh, it'll be a, it'll be a fun test as always. Yeah, and then uh, the next one that we plan on attending, hopefully, uh, um, is up in Evanston, Illinois, at Northwestern. We go to a Big Ten foe, so that's a big one, a big opportunity. We know uh, Pat Fitzgerald's a great coach. Uh, we, we know they struggle a little bit this year, but they played in the Big Ten championship last year, so. Um, I'm sure they'll have a good bounce back season. Not sure what their recruiting class looks like, but a big opportunity for us. Uh, we know we played, had a chance to knock off an FBS Wildcats this year. Maybe in, maybe this is the year we get a Wildcat team to knock off. Yeah, that, that would be great. We recall that Kansas State game, obviously. If we segue that, that effort into this game, for sure. And North, you're right, Northwestern did play in the Big Ten Championship two years ago. And they were one and eight in conference this year and three and nine overall. I'm sure they dealt with COVID playing only 12 games. So, yeah, it was definitely a down year for them. We know Pat Fitzgerald's been involved with recruiting still and all of that. So uh, it will be a test, as always. It's a fun trip. You're right. Hopefully we can make the trip up near Chicago to uh, watch that game. It'll be fun because they produce some really good NFL talent as well. So it'll be interesting if they have that bounce back here. That'll be a fun one. Yeah, then uh, the next week uh, we start Valley play at home. Um, we know we we know we we know this team pretty well. The North Dakota Fighting Hawks um, played them at home this year. Um, have not seen or anything about Otis Way. Um, we know we entered the portal. That's interesting to see what happens there. But a quality program that's uh, coming back to Carpenter. You're right. When we recall winning that game this past year and a crazy one where we were, they felt like they had like nobody on their roster, and we. Allowed them, and we know we played bad, uh, bad at home, so hopefully that flips the script overall. But you're right, Otis Way, we don't know the status of him. You're right. If he stays there, he's good enough to leave for sure, and it's always battles with those guys. We recall, obviously, again, playing there two years ago. They kicked our butts to start the spring season, so it's always a battle. Looking forward to that one. Yeah, it's interesting one. Uh, then our next two games are on the road. Uh, we we real, uh, rem I remember the last time we went up to this this stadium, uh, me and you went, took a long trip up there, and uh, paid way too much money to watch a butt whoop, and we uh, returned to normal at Illinois State. We know they played us, we know what we, uh, the first half they did to us this year, but uh, we were able to come back in the second half and uh, beat them pretty good, but that's always a tough place to play, and we know that's a hard-fought team. It's crazy that how crazy the day overall that was, even on our way home dealing with something. But yeah, the tickets were a crazy price for. That's when Illinois State was good. You know, maybe they're bouncing their way back. That's been a really down last three years. We know they didn't play in the spring. So yeah, and they had that 17 point lead at us at half. You're right. And we turned it on, scored however many, 38 unanswered or something. So uh, like I said, they, they've been good before. Maybe they'll turn it around. But uh, that's a, that was a decent stadium we went to. Might make the trip again. Who knows? But. Uh, I expect them to maybe be a tad better than they have been. Yeah, the, we know their best player, their running back, was a true freshman. So um, then maybe then uh, this next game, uh, maybe we can get uh, another revenge game here at Missouri State. We know what, they came to our place and beat us. Um, we know last time we went there, it was a wild ending. Um, but uh, hopefully we can – we know the Bears will be ready to go. So hopefully we can um, get a little revenge. Yeah, we need back-to-back -back revenge after the last two games. We know they just had the reigning NBC Player of the Year. Uh, so they obviously have some more talent. We know they flipped Connor Lair from us, so just some more fuel to the fire. This is definitely becoming a rivalry. That's one that you circle on that for being a must-see and a great game. Yeah, then the next week we return home 
um, to play the Western Illinois Leathernecks. So uh, we, we know we went up there last year, and it was a wild game. Um, but uh, hopefully they can maybe – we know they, their coach, uh, they mutually agreed to uh, let him go. So that's a new coach, not sure. Haven't seen anything – of a new hire yet. I don't know if you have, but uh, um, hopefully whoever they hire can get that uh, program going back in the right direction. And uh, we know there used to be a playoff team almost every year, battle for a playoff spot. Um, but there is the rumor of them maybe going to OVC. Not sure about that, but uh, this could be the, maybe by this time, this could be the last chance you see the Leathernecks in Carbondale. It's a good point, yeah. And they, I think they probably, they're probably tired of him going for it on two-point conversions and failing. They they had a great end of the season. It's kind of a shocker they fired. I mean, what did you expect? I wonder, I bet they're, they're probably picked to finish last in the Valley to start the year, and that's what they did. So, I mean, uh, you know, I don't know what your expectations were going to that year. Yeah, we barely beat them due to those two-point conversions. And you're right, they, they could be leaving because we know we haven't talked about it on here yet, obviously. Murray State basketball coming, and maybe in a year, Murray State football could. They're taking the year off in the OBC as well. They could. So I was going to compare those two because if Murray State were to come, it'd be like, you know, in terms of success, potentially a, similar to Western Illinois. So if they leave, and we'll see what happens to Murray State, that'll be something, uh, whatever, down the road. So, yeah, could be the last time seeing him at home. You're right. Uh, next week, uh, we go back on the road. Um, return where we won our first playoff game this year at South Dakota. Yeah, and uh, that'll be fun to go back there. We're, we're pretty good there, it seems like. And they'll be, that'll be a fun test. They, we know they had a freshman quarterback that'll take the next step. He'll play better than he did against us in that playoff game. So we know there'll be quality. So it seems like a really, really good schedule. That'll be a fun one, definitely. Like you say, guys, circle some on that calendar. Headed to the Big Ten, a lot of stuff. It'll be another fun season. Yeah, then uh, the next week, uh, return home, get Northern Iowa Panthers. We know we uh, suffered a tough loss up there this year, so um, get them at home. Yeah, I think that'll matter. I think you and I, we know basketball are great at home. Football, they're great at home. Uh, that, that'll be a fun one. We know they're, they're losing old boy so, uh, on that defensive line, so they'll be, taking a, they'll be bringing on a whole new uh, scene to Carbondale, so that'll be fun. Yeah, we know they also lose on the offensive line. Trevor Penning supposed to be a top first, first or second round draft pick. Um, then the next week we have a bye week, so we get a pretty good bye week in between this game, that game, and uh, our senior day. Um, the defending national champions, North Dakota State Bison, who's supposed to be better than better than they were this year um, with a loaded class and getting better um, at home against. Against the Bison, another opportunity to knock off probably the number one team in the country at that time. Yeah, we'll mention again that uh, getting them at home is totally different. Uh, it'd be totally different even though we know we struggled at home. Like we said, hopefully that flips the script. But getting them on senior day, we know we had a terrible senior day this past season against even Youngstown. So you're right. If they stay the same or get better, it'll be a test for sure. That'll be a game of the season. So it's looking like a quality, quality schedule. Then uh, the finish off the year, tough place to play always at Youngstown. So, yeah, we know we won there. That was Nick Baker's first start, I believe. So um, that'll be interesting. We know, like I said, we want to avenge that terrible loss we had this season. Yeah, uh, overall overall looking at this uh, first glance of the schedule, um, a lot of all your, I'd say, um, most of your key Valley games are at home with North Dakota State, Northern Iowa, 
and North Dakota. Um, we still got some tough road tests. It's always a battle in the valley. But uh, I like the I like the non-con. You get Atten Incarnate Word, and you get SEMO at home in that Northwestern. Yeah, you're right. And even like a team like South Dakota State, we're not playing this year. Uh, they're always quality. They'll be up there near with North Dakota State. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, if we were talking about you know other teams that can get in the way of North Dakota State year after year, it's going to be South Dakota State. So kind of wish we were playing them. It is what it is, though. I do like this schedule. It'll be tested with us with a semi-new roster with a lot of new faces. It'll be interesting to see how this goes. And we're not finished yet, so it'll be fun to see what team we can continue to build to fight on with that schedule. It'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, I just I was curious. Um, North Dakota State's at Arizona this year, so that's their uh, FBS game. True that. So yeah, we're looking forward to, and we'll talk about this schedule. We'll talk about this schedule once again. Uh, as time goes on, we wanted to refresh some people's memories if they didn't know. So, no, I wanted to touch on real fast. We know Jamie Williams, who covers uh, the FCS for a lot of things, had, I'm sure they all gave out their own, uh, you know, kind of like their preseason top uh, five for next year, he said. And he had his own. It was right after the Natty, I believe. He said, North Dakota State at one, huge gap. Montana State, who was the runner-up, then Montana South Dakota State at four, and then he had us at five. No, it's interesting. We know the team that we'll potentially have, and it's crazy to see. You know, obviously he knows who we are losing, and it's it's interesting to see how, why he would have us at five because he says arrow up for a lot of teams, uh, and arrow down for a lot of teams, and a wait and see. So it'll, that'll be, and we know, you know, even Southeast Louisiana losing Cole Kelly, you know, that'll take them a step back per se. But even you know, there's Incarnate Ward on here and stuff. But it's interesting seeing us at five. Yeah, it's uh, very interesting to see what uh, all we lost and, uh, to be that high regarded going into next year already. Yeah, so we believe because that's pretty sure other people gave theirs, and he's the only one that had us even near there near a top five. It's interesting. So hoping he's right because we're hoping we can field a team that can be good enough to be that high once again. So now, no, let's finish this thing up, this great pod, with a quick look and a you know fresh, a quick look at what the depth chart could look like. Let's start with offense. Yeah, it's interesting to going through this, um, trying to see um, what what we need. Maybe on the, still in the portal or looking at where our deepest position is. Um, starting on the receiver receiver position, um, you know you have Avante and Isaiah back. Um, we know we have Zach Gibson. I thought Zach would uh, slide in there um, where Landon was with that size. Hopefully he can take that next step, but. Uh, Always, you have Javon Hawes, the new transfer, and uh, if Deontay Cox can get back from injury, um, there's some other options with some other younger guys um, like Jason Jones, Michael King, uh, T.J. Atkins. Uh, then we have uh, coming in this year Brian Brown, the athlete, supposed to play wide receiver this year. See what happens with him. Yeah, you're right. We mentioned Jason Jones and Michael King. If they could take that step after redshirting. It's one of those where we don't know specifics until like more camps go along and we hear their names potentially. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what the depth chart would be like at the start of the season. But yeah, Zach Gibson, he's as tall as our left tackle. So I think he's got to work his way with that size of 200 pounds. Uh, and we know he had moments. He had some big catches in certain games. And we know he was recruited also to play basketball. That didn't work out. We honestly at times forgot he was even at the university. He wasn't on a lot of rosters, but he worked his way. With that size, he's got to be the new Jerron Rollins to fill in with Avante and Isaiah. You mentioned the new guys. Yeah, Deontay Cox is an interesting one because we know we got hurt first game of the year. Who knows how 
you know, different, you know, aspects of games he could have been in in certain sets or the impact he could have had as a blocker, any type of way, it'll be interesting to see the impact that he can have off an injury like that. So I do like where our wide receivers are at. Adding Javon as a veteran, we would like to add one of those other ones we're in on, but Noah, Vontae and Isaiah are going to break out. Even Landon quoted Isaiah's freshman highlights and said, go be great, man. You're going to be the next great one. So cannot wait for that. We'll be led by those two speedy guys. And like I said, if Zach can add that size, that'll be tremendous. Absolutely. Uh, let's get into a little bit of the offensive line, um, which uh, we, we, we know we lose the biggest the biggest uh, leader of the team and Xavier on the left guard. So that's a tough one to replace. Um, we know he's irreplaceable. He can't be replaced. So uh, be interesting to see what happens there. But uh, just looking at the overall roster, I was going through. Uh, I thought uh, Bo Brandy would be back at left tackle. We know both our tackles struggled a little bit this year. Um, I thought Sam Newman, a JUCO guy we got last year, would slide in at left guard. Yeah, potentially. We know there's some options there. Jackson Saley's who redshirted this year from uh, West Frankfurt, and you had a couple guys, Nathaniel. Nathaniel Pierre, Sam Buck, and guys like that to replace a guard. You're right. And I think that's up in the air. We know uh, even Jake Greenfield in a lot of tackle and guard. We're thinking he could be a tackle. We'll get to him again in a second. But, yeah, I think you're right. Sam Newman's got the veteranship and the fact that he's he's active on Twitter. I, I do agree with that right now where he can land because, like I said, it is kind of up in the air. Yeah, and then there's other guys like Derek Harden Jr. who got hurt this year. Um, some other guys. We know Ryan Chanley is going to be a guard probably. Um, Raheem Rowe got in last year, redshirted. Um, but looking at other, hopefully, um, then looking at center, um, got injured this year. Hopefully, he comes back even stronger. Uh, Calvin Francis, um, right behind him, we know Jimmy's uh, filled in, done a pretty decent job. Then behind goes like that would be like Logan Black, um, then Ethan Tyler, the local kid from Highland. That's interesting. Then right guard, um, I got Chase Seven sliding in there. Then that right tackle, Lucas Davis. Yeah, like we said, we said earlier that about 95% of our offensive line will be intact along with adding whoever that left guard will be. Yeah, Calvin, it's even one of those we talk about guys that got hurt and the impact they could have made. As a starting center, you know, our offensive line was pretty quality and we had guys fill in at times, but who knows the impact he could have had down the stretch of the season, even in a game like Youngstown or anything possible, the impact a center can have to, uh, you know, change your season up. So that will be what it will be now, Noah. What about tight end? Yeah, uh, we got Tice. We know him's coming back for his, his final year. Uh, but we don't. We do know the big addition in Remington Lutz at 6'6", 240. Uh, then then we, uh, we know we brought in Ryan Schwindeman. Um, but we have some, a lot of other guys like Jalen DeVries who converted over from quarterback. John Vollmer who had some injuries this year. Then Aiden Quinn came along nicely um, in his freshman season this year. So uh, uh, that's a loaded room like a lot of our other rooms. It's crazy the impact Aiden Quinn had, uh, you know, that stretches this season that he will be a, a good future piece. Adding Jacob or adding Tice back with his ability, you know, now that he's got an extra year in the system, he's got a friend that we landed with him. He'll be more motivated. We know the tragedy that he dealt with about a month or so ago. Uh, and then, yeah, Remington adding everything that a, a guy with that size could bring will be huge. And, yeah, a couple guys like that. We know Jalen DeVries is in that, used to be a former quarterback and convert and then yeah Schwindeman it'll be interesting to see edge rusher or tight end what he could be so I think we're pretty set at that position yeah then at fullback we know we have Jacob Garrett back for his last year so uh hopefully he can stay healthy um there's no other guys at that position we know uh the that uh gosh I forgot his name moved on so uh 
Um, looking at quarterback, it's a loaded room. Um, we know we brought in Trey Baker. He was a, he'll be a freshman, but we have a loaded room. Nick Baker, Stone Norton, Michael Lindauer, who got hurt in, in the uh, fall camp. Zach Zabrowski's still there. We know we have local kid Hunter Simmons and uh, Jacob Foss. So interesting. I think uh, see what happens here, but Nick Baker's probably the guy. Yeah, and it's it's funny because like we said earlier, the quarterback isn't as you know the deepest thing anymore. It seems like it seems like other positions have become more to make it look not as, even though it still is. Yeah, I mean, I do think Nick Baker will be the guy as well. I mean, because he's been there, done that. We've talked about this multiple times off of the pod on why he you know will still be the guy. And obviously, there's some positives and negatives we can take from that. We know hope for some competition. We know, yeah, Lindauer. Off his injury, you know, we thought he was going to maybe compete for it off of injury. And even guys like Foss and Simmons and Zabrowski. Zabrowski hopefully will keep being a, a pivotal, like, play caller potentially. And even Trey Baker, yeah, I think he can have an impact down the road coming in as a freshman. So, yeah, I would agree Nick Baker seems like the go-to guy right now. I think it will stay that way. Then running back, um, Justin Strong, Javon, Ramir, we know who we have those three guys. Um, lost – Lost Donovan, but uh, Robert Jones is a really, really interesting piece. Um, maybe they stick to that four-headed monster and plug in Robert Jones because um, when he does play, he's explosive and runs really hard, runs really physical. Um, the guys behind him, the local kid from Sparta, Tony Williams, and the guy we added today, um, LaShawn Lester. Yeah, Robert Jones has been here a while, and he made the most of opportunities he got in the game. He could be the next bowling ball strong kid we could add. Justin and Javon, this will be their team this year in Romir and Stamps. Romir was good when he played. He dealt with concussions this year. It'll be interesting. That will be our big three new. We, we'll, we'll miss Donovan Spencer's explosion. As he was he was tremendous ad this season. And now, Noah, that ends offense. Like I said, we'll keep updating this as time goes on. Now let's look to that ever-important defensive side. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, we get to start on the D-line here. Um, I still think we're a couple pieces we need to add on this D-line. But uh, we have guys that is um, pretty much a lock. Um, Richie Haggerty going to move in on that defensive end spot. With Giannini, who started this year, was really big for us. And Keenan Agnew for his senior, senior year will be big on the interior. We know we can probably – Still available to add there. Then on the other side is uh, Adam Hundemere, who uh, was in that second unit this year, plays with a lot of effort and energy. So um, two high-energy effort guys when Richie and Adam on the outside. Not sure. There's not much behind those two. Uh, guys like Dewey Green um, and Nate Thurman, um, if they're still here. Uh, we don't know any transfers outbound yet, but um, – Guys like that would be key. We know we saw Dewey play a little bit. He's huge. He's he's uh, active. Um, but on the interior, guys behind them, uh, Ty, Tylen Drivers, his final year, Cam Bowdry, who we got from UT Martin last year. Um, the Reeves brothers, Peyton and Caden, I think Peyton tweeted maybe he got injured or something because uh, he, he tweeted something. Somebody commented a uh, speedy recovery or something, so he may be – um, a little off-season injury there. Then guys like Devin Love and Josh Boatwright and maybe an instant impact guy at 6'4", 280, Jalen Banks. Yeah, honestly, if I were to pick a part, guys, that could be instant impact. If we were to pick one out of the freshman, I'd say it was Jalen Banks because – or will be Jalen Banks, could be. Because of that need and depth, the defensive line, you just rattled off the ones, and obviously we're losing guys like Jordan Burner, Anthony Knight, and even Kevin Glacian. 
Uh, and relatively, we have some of the starters. Ken Agnew came on at the end of the season. Hundemer, you said, had spurts, of course. Richie Haggerty had a post the other day about, uh, it was like a picture, half picture of him and Scar from Lion King that he's, you know, zoned in, ready to go. We're expecting big things from him. And you said guys behind them, I agree. It will be interesting to see, like, guys like Nate Thurman, how they improve. And I think a lot of these guys will have something to prove and guys that they've held on to to see their potential. And even Pat Coons will be uh, – you know, he'll be tested with developing these guys even more from what the vision that Shuka had. So I think this is the, the, the place of need that we need, uh, like we said, improve on, but uh, get deeper at. And it's honestly the one that we need to focus on most the rest of the way. Cause like I said, everywhere else we're at it. So now let's add to place or talk about the place we've definitely have added to know a linebacker. Yeah, it is a, it's probably our deepest position. I would say, uh, well, defense overall is pretty loaded in a lot of positions, but uh, I would say we stick with Jakari. He was big. We know we got uh, the hand injury at the end of the year. Um, I would maybe – this is a toss-up. I thought it was uh, pretty interesting, but I think maybe George Douglas or maybe even Chris Harris slide in that middle linebacker, that Mike linebacker position. But I really like Zach Barola. He's a, he's a, he's a very aggressive player. Um, big time on special teams as well. So um, I maybe they keep him at that uh, scenario role where he plays a lot of special teams as well because he's big on that. And starting at that, uh, the weak side is Michael um, for his senior year. So I, I, I went with Jakari. I thought George Douglas would commit today, so I put him on there. Then Michael and guys like that were loaded behind. Branson, Barola, Chris Harris, Leslie Smith, Tim Johns is still here. Guys like Matt Burnison, Shane Roth, then uh, two guys that redshirted last year could maybe take that next step, and Kennedy Chandler and Lewis Wilbert. Then obviously we got uh, signed Ben Bogle this year to our 2022 class. It's unbelievable, really. Like honestly, you'd be hard fetched to find a position that we've been this deep at, and definitely in the Nick Hill era uh, for sure. And you mentioned because when we were talking about the guys, because it seemed like Branson and Barola hit our minds first. Because they were the ones that finished the season on high notes, per se. You know, Branson was dealing with an injury at the end that guys who immediately thought of before we landed all these other guys were thinking about Jakari. Yes, didn't finish the season. Mikel had a nice season, honestly, and it'll be his de- it'll be his defense. He's been there the longest, uh, you know, and he's he's been there, done that in this. And I think, you know, Spencer Brown does an amazing job with this group. And you're right. I think uh, George Douglas and Chris Harris will fight for starting spots and even having Branson and Zach back them up because we know – we like to stay fresh in the front seven. I think that'll be interesting. And having that at linebacker is is pivotal. You mentioned Tim Johns. You know, he can work his way to special teams and finding a role. Hopefully, we know he came from uh, Purdue, right? Uh, yes. So, I think I think mm-hmm. Tim Johns can make an impact. You mentioned Ben Bogle. Can't wait, wait to see what his future holds. He's one I think I'd put in the top three of instant impact, potentially, because he's got the size for it. We know we're deep at that, so I would say that's not going to happen. And then, yeah, guys that we've been excited about before that did sit out, Lewis Wilburn, Kenzie Chandler, hopefully they can work their way into this as well. It's honestly incredible. And adding Leslie Smith, even another guy we just added, and so deep, like I said, it'd be hard to find a position we've been deeper at than this in the Nick Hill era, but they can. So let's get to the other one that's just as deep as ever. Yeah, um, this is an interesting one. Uh, obviously, we got guys from last year and David Miller and P.J. Jules on the outside. But we know DJ Johnson came on late, um, so uh, it's interesting to see what happens here. Um, we know we have three-star redshirt freshman Levi McAfee. See what kind of steps he takes. 
And we know we have the uh, very good special teams player in Dre Newman right there. Um, then we have Chance Bush, another veteran. Uh, I think he'll – I think he'll still be there. Uh, I know he had uh, some personal personal issues. I think family. Um, I, think the, he, I think he left the program. Yeah, I'm not it, sure. Yeah, I think maybe he left at the program. Can't remember at the end of the year. Um, then Savon Cameron, another redshirt freshman. Then we know we brought in for the 2022 class and Charles Young. So, uh, but I know we have a lot of a couple a couple uh, transfers that we signed as DB. Um, so. Maybe they fill in at corner or safety. But looking at safety, Clayton Bush and Dorian, I think Dorian may slide in unless some one of the other transfers or maybe even one of the younger guys like C.J. Parsons or Jeffrey Wells or Jay Welch can slide in there. But guys like Leandre Thomas, Antonio Fletcher, Mark Davis, um, and even uh, – forgot his name already who we just added uh, – Colin Hurd. As another guy who just landed on this pod live, so um, then Delmonte Pryor and Easton Wolf. Easton Wolf had a great fall camp. Thought he'd play a little bit more than he did, but uh, played a lot of special teams. So um, can't go wrong with any of these guys. No, and, and you mentioned guys like that, that Wolf and Jeffrey Wells, and Dre was arguably special teamer of the year, you know, outside of kickers, and then yeah, even Jay Welch and Pryor. Uh, those are particular special team guys. I hope that they take pride in the fact that now they're still as deep as ever at the positions that they take pride in being good at special teams once again. I think Leandre Thomas, because he, he played a lot, we played him so long ago, he's here for only one season, that I think he'll, and I, like I said, even though you're new, you're not going to earn any opportunities. We know, hopefully, we know our defensive back room last year played so many snaps. We know we lost, uh, I don't know why I'm blanking on his name already, for some reason, oh boy, the injury for the year, All-American. Why am I blanking on his name? Uh, corner. Uh, James Caesar. James Caesar. I don't know why he was pivotal. We know two years ago. I don't know how I can forget his name. I think we were just talking about him regardless. Uh, as soon as he went down, obviously, guys like David and then DJ, once he got in, I mean, like I said earlier, David, All-American freshman. Uh, so him and PJ definitely will have those locked down, I would say. You know, you had guys like Leandre and Antonio Fletcher, I think, will fight for spots, even though, no, we mentioned Clayton Bush. His spot could be up for grabs. We know he had good moments this year, but it's interesting because we say him, you know, he's been set it there, and Dorian Davis could fill in for Clay because Dorian turned it on at the end of the season. I think, you know, he's he's locked in. I think he could earn that. So this is what it stands today. So many options, as you said. And even like adding like Mark Davis, who's got a little less or a little more eligibility than the other guys we brought in. It'll be crazy, and this is unbelievable. We know Charles Young, great special teamer as well. I put him in the top whatever of options for play early. I'm not sure if he will, but we know he's a good special teamer along with a great defensive back. And Leviticus McCaffrey is one to watch. Hopefully he can develop like Lewis uh, Wilbert. They were highly touted for us and what we've seen going into. So hopefully they can develop as well. It's unbelievable uh, secondary room that I think will separate us potentially because that's what we've lacked in prior years was depth. So it'll be a fun one. Yeah, then let's jump into the all-important all special teams. Um, we know we've lost a lot when it comes to this. Um, place kicker and uh, kickoff, I believe, I think a local kid out of Heron, Jake Bumgard, will slide in there for Nico. Um, replacing a guy like Nico is probably the hardest on the team, him and Jack on the special teams. Um so I think Jake, uh, no, uh, I think it was uh, 
They talked about him, Mike Reese, a little bit on the, during the South Dakota South Dakota what, kicking it from maybe 60. So uh, we do know we have Chase Reeves in, uh, the guy from Granite City, redshirt freshman. Then we added uh, kicker slash punter Marlon Hawk at uh, Arizona in the 2022 class. I slid him into punter. Um, I think 6'3 is pretty good size, and he's an instant impact guy. So um, looking at that, then uh, long snapper Ross Pedro's back. I know um, preseason all-valley honorable mention. I think Dan Helbrin, he got hurt last year, returned later in the year. Not sure if he played a lot. Um, then return guys, we know we have Javon, Isaiah, Clayton Burst a little bit on punt return. Um, we mentioned Charles Young could be that guy, maybe Brian Brown. If they play any during their freshman seasons, but uh, um, maybe we can add. I still, we know we got that uh, All-American uh, punt returner still out there um, from Dartmouth, so that would be a uh, top priority because I'd love to get my best players off special teams. That's what I was about to say. We know Javon has almost flirted with injury before Isaiah as a playmaker. I wouldn't mind him still seeing, but he, he'll be the number two guy next year with Avante. I mean, he's that pivotal that you take him off of that. We know even when we added Donovan Spencer, he was in the kickoff. You have Clayton Bush on here. He also did the same. I think we definitely need to get Javon and Isaiah off of that. I agree. And, yeah, Phil and have Jake Bungar feel maybe, like you said, the biggest shoes, and we've agreed the biggest shoes on the team potentially in Nico. He's a top five all-time scorer at SIU, and he had an amazing, amazing uh, season in the fall that you know could build his way to a professional career. We haven't heard anything about him lately. You said Chase Reeves, yes. So two local kids, Jake Bumgar, like I said, big shoes to fill. We're thinking, and you know him, we're thinking that he can uh, can uh, submit his you know, self in that place for a long time. Hopefully Nick Baker still at holder potentially. Hopefully somebody can finally fill that spot. You mentioned Marlon Houck, yeah, as a punter. Great size as a punter. Another one, tough shoes to fill. We don't know what other options there are, so we think that one's open for the freshmen, so we'll see how that plays out. So. Yeah, special teams will be important. As, again, we mentioned the players on the step chart that could fill in on coverage. It could be huge, and hopefully everybody has stuck with us to this point, previewing this and talking about everything prior, because if you want to know everything of who's on the team, who could potentially start, we know we were pretty almost spot on when the when the official season depth chart came out. We were about spot on. We know a lot of those were surefire uh, spots. But this season will be interesting with who, who we replaced and uh, who we have coming in. So, no final thoughts on the step chart. Yeah, it's interesting. Like I, I've been, I've been saying when we talk about it um, off this, off the air. Uh, I think I'm, I'm a firm believer in uh, competition teaches excellence. So uh, um, that's a thing that we need to do. If I was a coach, I would, I would clear the depth chart if they even have one. I'd wipe it clean and tell the guys every position's up for grabs. Uh, I'm, I'm a firm believer. And uh, competition teaches excellence. So competition's a key um, to really push guys and get better. That's how you get better. So um, be interesting off season. Can't wait to see what this depth chart gets around. Um, maybe see something. Maybe during uh, the spring game, if we have a spring game, spring season, something maybe comes out or something. See what who's getting the reps where and see who's getting the most reps. Yeah, and I think having, you know, the guys on the field this past Friday, you know, kind of a sneak peek of the work. We know football, in general, you have to have this long work to prepare yourself physically. Uh, so we know guys are here. Like I said, they're all here in school. They're all prepared to come here, even the freshmen included. Uh, it's a great day, like we said, adding a lot of these guys. It's great to see what the potential 
uh, NFL Salukis could do down the road with some of our guys. It's, it's a great time to be a Saluki in terms of football. Uh, we did lose to the national champion, so we'll, we'll hang our hat on that. And we're projecting to hopefully down the road be in a better position. And obviously, we want to make the playoffs, and hopefully not by the skin of our teeth like we had been the last two years and even the year prior where we didn't on the skin of our teeth. Hopefully we can find a heavy and you know cemented place to where we wouldn't get a North Dakota State. You know, after hopefully beating them at our place, that hopefully we can stay as far away from them as possible till the end, going into the playoffs. This is all a wait and see. It's obviously our first part of the new year. We're excited to be back and talk about this when new stuff happens. We will continue to land a lot of people, uh, which is exciting. We said defensive line is a must at this point, a lot of things. So if you want to Continue to follow us in these podcasts again this season and our tweets. You know where to find all the information you need. We take pride in knowing a lot and loving this a lot with this and basketball. We love it so much. So we hope that everybody felt, uh, you know, uh, got in the loop more of what's going on, who's to add, what's to look for, and what the recent news is on this. So final thoughts on this as a whole as we move forward. Yeah, if you if you have any questions, uh, want to open that mailbag up, DM us. Uh, if we if we get a if we get several, we'll do a short mailbag pod. We gives us something to do over the off season. While and uh, if we have any new updates, if we land any more before this, uh, I assume um, February is coming around. They have a February signing day, so I'm shooting. Depending, uh, um, we'll probably do one around that. So, but if we if we get enough mailbag questions, we'll do a mailbag pod. But um, it's great to be back on this football episode. Uh, so uh, what do you got? Nothing. I think it says a lot for guys that we haven't had to leave the program player-wise and obviously being able to land a lot of these guys. I think it says a lot in our recruiting. You know, we there's some guys we don't know about or that we can find on Twitter, but guys that don't get the recognition in terms of the recruiting. We know the coaches do an amazing job. Tony Carter was an amazing add to our defensive back room. And in general, I think we got one of the best staffs in the FCS for sure to build our to build these teams the way that they are. And we know Nick Hill works really hard, and he's the perfect guy for this because he loves it so much, being from the area that we know, and he was a legend. So uh, I think we're in a great spot. Like I said, it says a lot for all these things uh, moving forward as we continue to have all these guys like we've been tweeting at them to help continue to build what we have here to sustain some more success. So like I said, we're we love Sluky football so much, and we're like I said, we're hoping this trajectory stays on the right path as we land some more guys and look ahead. So it was a great pod today to start off the new year. Uh, cannot wait for some more. So for Nick Malone. No alerts. We'll see you guys soon. Go dogs.